0: So it's kind of an unwritten rule with this podcast that the only partners we work with uh, for these promos at the beginning of the episodes are, you know, organizations, venues, bands, labels, businesses, anything that I kind of personally uh, promote and agree with and would like to support. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, especially to the live episodes, you probably heard me complaining or Ryan making fun of my old man knees. So basically, I have arthritis in my knees and until now, I've never really had anything that will deal with the pain. A friend recommended that I try a CBD product on my knees. Uh, CBD is a non-psychoactive component of the cannabis or hemp plant. I tried it on my knees and and it was unbelievable. Uh, I can't say enough good things about how well this worked. Uh, As someone who does a lot of walking, especially outdoors in inclement weather in Winnipeg, it's night and day in terms of my ability to just go and do what I want and without having to deal with any annoying aches and pains in my knees. So I'm very happy to bring on Low Cloud as the newest partner for Witch Police Radio. Low Cloud Incorporated is Winnipeg's premier legal CBD online retailer. They carry a wide variety of products from CBD oils to vitamins to pain relief to even skin care. They'll ship right to your door, no medical card or green card needed. You just have to be 18+. plus. All of their products are derived from industrial hemp and their products are rated top 3 in the world for purity, sitting at 99.9%. Check out their website lowcloud.ca for testimonials in their blog, for some great educational pieces, as well as their massive variety of products. They ship Canada-wide and also do local private delivery. Please use my code CBDWITCH for 15% off your first order. Friday, March 16th and Saturday, March 17th mark 2018's edition of Manitoba Metal Fest, brought to you by Ninja Cat Productions and the Park Theatre. This year's lineup features bands like our Friends in Cancer Bats, a one-time-only reunion show of Damascus, Waster, Inverted Serenity, Escape from Echo Base, and Malevolent Hand, and that's only the first day. On the Saturday, you have Demolition Hammer playing their first time ever in Winnipeg, Skeletal Remains, Endless Chaos, Untimely Demise, Skunk, and Rectify. Tickets are available online at Ticketfly or locally at the Park Theater or Into the Music Osborne. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. <laughs> Radio, I'm uh, your regular host Sam, back once again at Robins Donuts. This is going to be like the fifth or sixth time in the past few months lately, but um, it, it works as a place for doing interviews, so uh, it's kind of cool. I'm here with Ronnie, who, uh, you know, I, I've seen your name around a lot, Oh, right. and on. Uh, I think I first heard of you... I think I'd seen stuff on, on the internet, because I always try to scour the internet and find whatever local music I can, whatever genre, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the first time I really heard of you, you were on the Team Steve episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all cool. those guys, they've been on my show and all, all this stuff, known them for years, or one of the Steves anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's why I first kind of heard who you were, and I was like, oh, cool. And that was an interesting, <laughs> interesting episode oh, of their show, that's right? Awesome, yeah. yeah. So I heard of you there, and then I've kind of just like, you seem to pop up quite often whether it's just like I see a video on on a timeline or, or a poster for a show you're playing, or, you know, I, I'm good friends with Greg Arcade. Oh, nice. So yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you come up, you know the bands, you're going to come up in conversation with him. And so you seem to be kind of happening a lot. And so my main kind of knowledge of who you are is as a guitar player and is some, as someone who is like, you know, kind of at a higher level of guitar um, oh, ability than, than most people. I mean, a lot of people play guitar, myself included, but you seem to have taken that to like kind of a pretty high level um, as an instrumentalist. So... Where do you come from musically? Like, where does that come from, the background? Um, well, first,
1: I want to say I'm very grateful to be on your show. I've, I'm a huge fan. i uh, listened to so many episodes, so this is really That's exciting. Awesome. I I, that. It's really exciting for me, so thank you. Um, it's just, uh, it all comes from, like, uh, well, I started playing guitar when I was, like, 15 years old. Okay. Um, and it all comes from... Uh, junior high, actually, we were in these things called tags where they uh, had the grade 7 kids, the grade 8 kids, and the grade 9 kids, and they're trying to get everybody to get along, right? And uh, and one of uh, my tag, I guess... Teammates, or whatever, uh, she had a Guitar World magazine. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah remember and she, it. oh, like, they, it was, they were the coolest things. It's got the songs in the back. Yeah, yeah, the tra- uh, transcripts yeah. and stuff. And uh, she was, I never really paid attention to the guitar, and I remember she flipped to a page, and I can't remember what type of guitar it was but um I just fell in love with it and I was like that looks like the coolest thing ever okay. and uh my mom listens to like Iron Maiden and oh, really? ACDC. yeah she's awesome. she's total rock and metal and so my you,
0: did you grow up with that stuff like was that always play oh yeah. Yeah, yeah always
1: like uh, there'd always be like A C D C or just like all this killer music yeah and then uh, my dad loves country music okay. so I always heard like the craziest guitar playing like chicken picking and stuff. Right, yeah, yeah um so then uh I asked for a guitar for Christmas and and uh, my parents got got me and my brother one. Cool. And, an acoustic or an electric? An electric. Okay. It was like okay. a rocker uh, starter kit from Walmart. Right on. And it so came, like a little amp and stuff Yeah, or? yeah. It yeah. came with the amp and the Strat, the whole thing. And I remember I pulled, when I held it for the first time... Um, my entire life up to that point, I didn't have, like, a thing I connected with. Right. Uh, and as soon as I felt my fingers touch the strings, I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life.
0: Cool. Is that, that clear right away? Like,
1: Very, very cool. Just the feeling I got from playing, even though, like, I knew nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew that I wanted to commit my whole life to look, trying to trying to learn because you'll never learn everything, but trying to learn as much as I could.
0: When was the first time you actually played in a band? Like, wh- how did you get from being a kid, you know, kind of learning as much as you could and soaking it in, to actually performing with other people? Well,
1: um, uh, one of my childhood friends, who's still one of my best friends to this day, uh, Jeremy Northway. Okay. uh We would we were in Taekwondo together, and every class after Taekwondo, we. would take out we'd bring our amps and guitars to the class and we'd start playing and he'd show Okay. Me I couldn't play anything but he was fantastic he could play so many things so yeah. he showed me some stuff and uh I actually started a band with him and uh Keith Pinchbeck who actually drums for Black Cloud right Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was me and Keith and uh Ryan Kivenhoven uh and we started our high school band called Case of Suffocation. It's a total okay. metal band. Good name, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a yeah. very metal name, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, we uh, we did that thing. We, we would practice at Case in the city, and uh, it was fun. It was it was good to. I think it's important when you're starting out to have that goal and, and be with friends or someone for sure who has that common goal.
0: Well, because then it's fun as well as developing skills to your age. Yeah, exactly. So then.
1: Uh, just started playing um, with them, and then we kind of all went our separate ways for a little bit. Then we got into high school. Uh, we reformed the band uh, under a new name, Case Reborn. Okay. And then, uh, and then that's when uh, I started playing guitar uh, for Crazy Madness. Right. I'd actually met them before a Black Little Society show. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because those guys are very tied into that whole sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I, I played with them for a little bit, and then uh, when I turned eighteen. So you were uh, a teenager still when you were playing with Crazy Bandless? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was seventeen, about to turn eighteen. Okay. Then when I turned eighteen, I started playing my first kind of uh, bar bar band, if you will, and I already right. started playing bars. The first bar I ever played was uh, the Merchant Selker,
0: right? Which is like my second home, right? Like, uh, well, I, I feel like a lot of people from Selker—that's kind of their their place, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. And then uh, we we played
1: all around. We played the Zoo and Aussies, yeah. And, uh, and then eventually. That broke off, and I won't get—I won't get into like every single band. Sure, band no, I'm you do. Yeah, yeah, but uh, just... that was—that was the beginning. Okay, it's, it's always been a constant. Like, i No matter what
0: I've done, I've always tried to get into a band and 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 be in that situation. Right? Yeah. Is it is it more so that you're trying to get into bands that other people already have already established, and kind of just add what you can to their stuff, or is it more starting your own projects and, and going from there? Well, that was uh, that
1: was the thing at first. I always had the mentality of like. Uh, I, I have a lot to learn So uh, At the very beginning I wanted to join Somebody else's band right. And, and kind of see How it works And maybe my, my dream was to always Start my own band Which which I have Which now. you've done now Yeah Yeah yeah. And then uh, So all the way up Into that point Was just learning As much as I could And I'm still learning Obviously Sure day, But sure. Um, Just learning Learning as much as I could Playing In other bands And,
0: and writing with other people And okay. uh, It was a lot of fun It was how did you? Uh, uh, how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking, I'm um, 25. Okay, so it's not that long, really, since you first took up the guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how how did you? How much time do you put into to practicing? Just because, I mean, you have videos online on your own YouTube page and everything too of you just like shredding like crazy, oh, and okay. uh, and like a lot of people can't do that if they've been playing for 20 years. So like, e- either you're just naturally gifted in it, or you put in like a ridiculous amount of practice. Like, is it a combination of the two, or um, how did you develop that? Because that's a lot of people play guitar, like I said, but that 's an unusual kind of skill to have right like I mean well, well thank you very much for the compliment uh, um, I, it, it never came easy
1: for me at all I, I, I struggled very much at the beginning of playing guitar. Um, it was just a lot of time. It's putting the time in. At least for me, I don't. I would never say I was naturally talented. Right. Well, some
0: people, you know, they pick up whatever instrument it's just, they just, just amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was. Ne- I, I, I was awful. I was so <laughs> bad. Uh, but I dedicated every second uh, yeah. I had. I I didn't go to parties or anything. I just I would put in like fourteen to like sometimes even twenty four hours of playing. Like, wow. I wouldn't put it down. I. Uh, that was until I had to get a, a job. Right, yeah. then you have to put it down for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not always. I I would—I'm not proud. I would skip work and school to, <laughs> to play guitar. Right. Um, now with rent and bills, that's not possible. But, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even to this day, I still practice like uh, as much as I like. I'll get home from work and I'll practice
0: probably until like midnight, one in the morning, okay. and then get up at six to go to work. Is there like? what kind of stuff are you practicing is it just your own compositions or are you just kind of playing over other people's stuff or um, at, at the beginning it was uh, all scales and all basically like
1: all the scales and the theory and the yeah. uh, just kind of getting a grasp of the instrument did you have any musical background at all before that or like no uh, nobody in my family really played music except for my uncle he played drums and okay. he was uh, he played for a lot of people around the city um, but other than that I uh, I don't really have that much of a musical background so it was just it was more so my own motivation my drive to learn that's
0: cool and then, so, when did you, um, so after Crazy Madness and all this stuff, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, first of all, not to dwell on Crazy Madness, because I have talked to them on the show before, mm-hmm. people can listen to that if they want to, but, mm-hmm. like, did that, I mean, those guys are, you know, mostly quite a bit older, and, like, they've, you know, done a lot of touring and, and just a really heavy amount of shows. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that as, like, a teenager in a band like that? Like, did you, did you tour with them at all, or? Uh, I didn't tour with them, uh, but I one thing I
1: really uh, appreciated about Patrick was his dedication. Yeah, That's for sure. A, that's something that's a lot of uh a lot of times when i played in other bands uh other people's bands i saw the dedication and that's a lot of what i took uh from playing in other people's right. bands is the dedication that that you need to to go on and play uh,
0: in either your own project or just to to keep paving your way in music right just that level of seriousness like one step above just do it for fun right i yeah. guess yeah yeah Was next after Crazy Madness. I mean, are you? And I know you were playing in Reckon Soul. Mm-hmm. When did that come about? I mean, that's a little bit of a different sound too, because they've got the southern rock sort of thing happening, yeah. right? And, um, that uh, it's actually a long, long time away. So uh, after Crazy
1: Madness, I went to play in Dead Link, uh, which was like my first rock bar band. Okay. And we played. Uh, we played like the Curtis, the My Band Rock stuff, and uh, we played like Aussies, the Zoo, um, the Park Theater, and stuff. Okay. okay. Uh, and then eventually. Um we all went our separate ways. Um and then I started playing in a band called Leica. Okay. Which was a melodic death metal band. Yeah, I
0: think I remember the name for sure. I don't know Yeah, if I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were
1: uh, that was kinda like my first like taste of like a super uh well I wouldn't say like the other the other bands were super serious, but that was like like I went on tour with Leica. Right. We went on we went on the road and uh there was a lot of really big stuff uh like kind of around that that band, like like uh label like recording and label and stuff right like, just like the stuff where it's like holy smoke's like this is actually happening kind of thing, yeah, 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 yeah. so then uh, I played in that band for a couple of years we we toured um and then I started my own band okay. uh my own like metal band called Blackhearted. And then we played, uh, we played around, and those guys in that band are the guys I'm playing with now. Oh, cool. Okay. But we're under a different name called Ronnie of Brooklyn Electric.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. And so, like, what kind of? Uh, I mean, I know you know, obviously, obviously, metal and and metal related genres seem like they're a pretty common thread mm-hmm. in sort of what you've been talking about, even going back to when you're a kid, you're, you know, the Iron Maiden records and stuff. Mm-hmm. But is that what is that your stuff? I mean, is that your jam, metal basically, or? Yeah. Well, I I love uh, it's. I,
1: I love metal and I love rock. But it's just, anything with guitar, I'm in love right. with, I'm lo- and anything with a guitar, I'm, I'm, I'm into. So.
0: Right, so it doesn't make a difference, it's as long as the guitar is, like even instrumental jazz with guitar, you cool with that? And like, oh, I love instrumental yeah, jazz, yeah. I love it all, yeah. Is that, I mean, not necessarily jazz, but I mean, have you tried, venture down some of those other areas with your own playing? Like, have you tried, oh cool, I'm going to check out this, uh, you know, Gypsy Jazz album of the 30s or something, like, can you, are, are you messing with that stuff, or? Yeah, for sure, I, uh, I try to be as versatile as possible,
1: like, uh. I filled in for like country bands, blues yeah. bands, rock bands, um, pretty pretty much anything that allowed me to to learn and to keep growing as a musician um, but like uh the instrumental route I went uh actually i'll give you uh the song to play is uh, I have an instrumental shred song called okay. Armageddon, okay, yeah, I think I heard that on your YouTube page yeah, yeah, oh yeah. thank you yeah. for listening to that yeah, yeah that's uh. That was really fun. That was a cool avenue to go down because I love, like, Jeff Loomis and uh, Jason Becker and those guys. Like, um, just crazy guitar playing that really shows, like, just virtuosity. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. One thing about that kind of stuff is I think that, I mean... I definitely do listen to some instrumental stuff that is like that. But I think that it has maybe, I don't know if it's a reputation or a tendency toward overkill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, some of that stuff, it'll be just, okay, now that you've gone too far with the wanking, it's like you gotta you got to just yeah. relax a little bit. Like, is that ever a concern, that you've just <laughs> gone way too far with the lead stuff? Or? Well, it's never a concern for me, but when you're thinking about the audience, it's, yeah. it's something you think about. Uh, yeah. like is there a time limit for a guitar solo? Or? <laughs> uh,
1: I would say no, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, no. but uh, no, yeah, there definitely. It's, it's sometimes you gotta when you're writing that stuff, you got uh, you have to
0: take a step out of the guitar player mold and and, sure. and look at what the audience would like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as I mean, you just what you just said, writing that stuff. I mean, how much of that? If you're, I mean, if you're soloing, if you're doing an instrumental piece, how much of that is written and how much of it is improvised? Um, when I wrote Armageddon, uh, it was all pretty. Uh,
1: composed okay. except for a few parts um, but I knew I knew any way I took those parts would be good if I improvised right. like, uh it would just be fitting so
0: is it like broad strokes and then you'd fill in the rest or is it just like literally note for note pre-written um, it was it was like broad strokes. Okay. It was like,
1: uh, I know I'm going to go to like a C chord here or right. a D here. And, cool. Uh, I know
0: that the melody is going to go like...
1: Right, like right. Stuff like that, yeah. Okay,
0: that makes sense, yeah. yeah. I always wonder about that because, I mean, uh, especially with jazz, and I know you're not a jazz artist, but, I mean, you clearly listen to some of it. Um, whenever I'm talking to jazz musicians, I'm always fascinated about how how they do that because, you know, you would be listening to something there's like seven guys and they're all playing something crazy and then all of a sudden, like right back into something clearly written oh and yeah, that kind of like, shit like it just blows my mind every time because it's like how did you know like uh, you know they've been playing for 20 minutes and all of a sudden like boom right boom, back right yeah back. it's crazy It's oh, crazy. Uh, there, those
1: guys are on another level those yeah. guys uh guys and girls are on another level like uh i remember i went to watch a soul night at the cavern and yeah. uh it was like the craziest guitar it was like aaron shore uh chris ulrich joey landreth was okay. there but um and I remember watching Aaron Shore warm up before, uh, like I was like the only one in the bar, and they're setting up, and he was doing these jazz licks, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, god, how is that possible? Like that's just crazy. Yeah, that's like, pretty cool. Yeah,
0: it's uh, that's that's one style of music I want to study more is jazz. For yeah, sure. well, I feel like I feel like that opens up a lot of other weird doors too, right? I mean, once you get this, the like, your head around some of that stuff, it probably leads you to all kinds of
1: <laughs> kinds of crazy Oh things. yeah, it's like the musical brain goes crazy like just hearing the different side roads you can go down yeah for sure for sure um, when did you start singing as well because you I mean you do vocals in your current band right yeah um, so after Deadlink, Link um, kind of went. we all went our separate ways um, I, I always dreamed about singing I think the first album uh, that I kind of focused less on being like the super like there was a point where I wanted to be, like, the fastest, shreddiest guitar right, player. Right. I think the switching point for me there was uh, Richie Cotsen's, uh Into the Black album. I don't know if you know Richie Kotzen. I know the name. I know the name for sure. Oh, he's, he's unreal. Uh, I think when I heard that album, I kind of started thinking, like, you know, I, I really want to sing. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, I think... Like at the time, I knew my voice wasn't the strongest, but I knew if I practice, like like with the guitar, if I practiced, it would get right, it better. get better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so then I started uh, toying around with it, and uh, I started writing my own songs and stuff at uh, at that point, um, and adding vocals. It was, it was. Okay. Right. Well, it's your first attempts at it, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I always knew the potential was there if I wanted to to go after it. So okay, okay. Uh, that's when I started dabbling in it, and then um, when Blackhearted started, that's when I first fronted uh, the band. Actually got a really cool story here. All right. so the first gig we ever did uh, was at uh, I think it's called Pierre Elliott Trudeau School okay. in Transcona. There, uh, my friend she was putting on a benefit and uh, we played, and it was the acapella group, those guys, okay, yeah, yeah. and then it was us uh, on a, a them on one stage, us on another stage, so we played, and that was like an, an entire gymnasium full of people. Yeah, the that's the first cool. time, uh. It, it was cool, but I was scared shitless. Yeah. I, it was the first time uh, I had sang in front of a crowd. Oh, really? And it was a big room full? Yeah, big yeah. room full of stuff. And, of course, uh, we're doing all these covers, like, rocking in the front. Like, stuff I knew I could kind of pull off while playing. And stuff. Right. Uh, so then we do Sweet Child of Mine. And I don't know why I wanted to do that song, but my voice wasn't ready for it. So I'm... It's not the greatest. And yeah. I'm trying to stay positive. In my mind, I'm like that self doubt comes in you're like oh you're taking it you're taking it but you're still playing it. were you doing like the guitar lead guitar stuff too and yeah. thinking that's going to be tricky cuz it it is very tricky uh, at first to kind of kind of get it down so that didn't help you am trying to focus on <laughs> doing two things yeah for sure uh, and i remember i caught the eye of one person in the crowd who was obviously mocking me yeah. uh singing Sweet child of mine and i remember just thinking i'm like oh man maybe maybe i'm not cut out for singing and playing like yeah. this isn't for me and I remember feeling super discouraged after that gig, and uh, this man came up to me after, and uh, he shakes my hand. He's like, "That was fantastic! Okay, cool. You guys are great. That's awesome." Uh, yeah, she was, was so nice, and he was like, "You got a great voice, and your your guitar playing reminds me of my son. Uh, like, you you just remind me of my son so much." Uh, now he's a professional musician and he he plays around and I'm like oh who's your son yeah he's like Derek Godfrey he plays in Harlequin he's the guitar player (laughs) of Harlequin so I met John John Godfrey that night it was a very very cool moment um so then then uh I started getting a little more confident I was like okay well I I know I can do this so then I started practicing more and it started getting better and better and better and then uh I started recording. Uh, we recorded an album called Insanity Play, where I, I wrote all the songs and I sang, all the played the guitar, sang the right vocals, and, and then I realized
0: that it's it's
1: possible. I hope that wasn't a long one. No,
0: no, that's thing. no, it's a good. It, it, it was interesting. Um, do you? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's got to be different writing for a song that you're playing guitar and singing versus just playing guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Is there? I mean, is there a major difference when how you approach just the planning of the song? Uh, I'm beside the obvious, right? Well, like, uh,
1: my main thing is, like, you want to... For me, uh, I'm always trying to learn and get better. So if my ability isn't there right now, I try to, to cope with that. So if I'm singing a song but I have to play it on guitar... Maybe I'll hold the chord okay. instead of like doing like a right, just to get used to it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, eventually, when I feel more confident in either the guitar or the vocals, I'll add something. Okay. Uh, so it be- it becomes easier, but uh, definitely you want to write something that is is possible for you at the time.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, so, so, I mean, it's I mean I think it's like anything, right? I mean, whether you're playing piano, drums, guitar, any singing is just has a whole different dimension to it. Mm-hmm. But I think I think a lot of people. Um, I think often people who are, like, you know, kind of virtuosic like guitar players, and they sing too, I almost find the singing more interesting, because it's, when someone is known for one thing, like, uh, Hendrix is a good example, right? Yeah. I yeah. love his singing voice, and I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for how good his, how, I like, I don't know if he's technically good or whatever, but how cool his vocals are. Oh, Because yeah. it's just all, everyone's so focused on the guitar playing, right? So I think it's, like, it almost... You can almost use it as a secret weapon, right? if, you, if yeah. you know how to sing and people are focusing, oh, look at this guy play guitar. You have that kind of in the back pocket. It's kind of a cool thing to to, to throw at them. I guess, right?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, and and I totally agree. Hendrix deserves way more credit for his vocals. Yeah, I love like, his vocals. Like it's just beautiful. Like every like for me, he's the BLN all for me. so yeah. Like he's everything he does is gold. But, yeah. Um, but like, uh, you're totally right though. But like that. That's a good word for its secret weapon because even if you're a guitar player and you want to go join somebody else's band, have, doing backup vocals and and having that extra voice in yeah. the band that's a that's a huge thing. Like uh, it definitely changes the sound; it makes it you know, just deeper and fuller. And yeah, yeah. And like uh, I find, like I've I've done session work or filled in for bands where having that background vocal is necessary. And, yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's just a good thing. I recommend any musician learn how to, to sing or... Because or, everybody's got a voice, right? Right.
0: Like, Whether they know to use it or not is what they... Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could probably pick it up unless you're completely tone deaf right? Exactly. Even
1: then it might sound cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's like... I think it's beautiful. Like... I always thought it's so cool. Everybody has an instrument. In yeah. Their, their voice. And even... Even if somebody's like, "Oh, I don't know how to sing," like your your voice is still unique to you, so it's going to sound nice to somebody. Like,
0: and you can make something cool come out of it. Whatever, yeah. Depending on how you use it, right? Exactly. Yeah. For sure. So uh, one thing I didn't ask you about, and I'm sure you probably have been asked about this every time you've ever done an interview, but the uh, the Canada's. whatever it was canadian idol canadian's got oh, talent think yeah. like, i saw the video I was watching the video of that today and um it's funny first of all just because like you know it's a weird situation to be in i yeah, guess yeah. but you come out very like super confident and it's funny because you were saying earlier you know you're playing that show in this school gym and you're nervous but you don't seem to be nervous at all i'm sure you were but just in the video of that you seem like very much like okay, here I am here goes and then yeah so what was that like i mean you're young in that too right yeah i was uh, i was 18 at the time
1: of that uh and that, that was a super weird uh, kind of thing. Like, I I applied for it as a joke. Like, I okay. thought I wasn't going to get on. But, like, I wasn't, at the time, uh, at the time, I wasn't doing anything big, really. Like, I was just kind of pu- practicing at home. I had yeah. written a few songs. Um you know, it's kind of like you know, I gotta, I gotta start hustling. I gotta start putting my na- getting my name out yeah. there. Yeah, um, that's a pretty good way to do it. Yeah, like, well, I, I was, pretty high profile anyway. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, that was my thought. I was like, well, I'm gonna do this as a joke, and if it happens, it happens, and if yeah. it doesn't, like, whatever, I'll probably. Start another band or playing another right. band right away. Uh,
0: is that maybe why you come across as confident?
1: Because you don't really care. Like, is it sort of that? Like, no, that's. Uh, I'll, I'll get. I was actually super. Well, I wasn't nervous, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. A sure. Yeah. Go, go for it. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, I remember. I came back from a trip with my dad, and I looked at my emails, and I got an email that says, "You've been selected to come do the producer tryout okay. of the show." So that's not in front of the audience, right? That's no, today, okay. that would just be in front of the, the producers of the show and a few uh, a few other other people. So I remember uh, I just started working at Club Region Casino
0: okay. at the time. Yeah, I think he says I'm going to park cars or something there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was uh, and like at the, at the time, uh, like just. Turning like eighteen, I was like, "Oh, I got a good good job at a casino. I don't really yes. want to ask for time off." Uh, and I was like, maybe in my mind, I'm like, maybe I won't do this. Like maybe, yeah. Uh, but then I was like, you know, it's it's a good opportunity to get the name out there. It's huge. Huh? Um, so I asked my managers, and they're like, "Yeah, you can have half a day off to go do it." So I go with my grandma and my mom, and I have this little like uh, like. I don't even think it was fifty watt Marshall amp. Okay. And I have my it's one of the little portable things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember it's so funny because I'm just standing in line with my guitar and my amp, and there's this entire Winnipeg Convention Center full of talented people yeah, who yeah. have either they're singers or dancers or what, And I remember looking around. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah, I I do not deserve to be in this room right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we get split into our groups and. Uh, I remember everybody in my group. There's like 12 people. They do their thing. Everybody was so talented. I wish I could remember everybody's name. because yeah. they all deserve to. Did
0: any of them go on to like big things or? Um, well, Someone probably did, I guess. But this... yeah, well, I
1: remember uh, this one guy. Uh, I think he was a rapper. I, I've seen him around. I can't remember okay. his name, but he was super talented, very, cool. very amazing. Uh, but I remember I plugged in uh, my amp, and I'm standing in front of these producers. And my hands are shaking and I'm like, Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, you know what, you just gotta do it. So I do uh, Eruption by Eddie Van Halen. Okay. Like yeah. uh and then I add my own things into it and after the producer, he's like clapping. he's like and I'm like, Oh man, like they probably have to do that. But then the guy says, You remind me of Randy Rhodes and oh, like yeah, Eddie right Van Halen. On. And uh, That's what you're going a, for, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Well that's a good sign, like you know it's like Randy Rhodes and Yeah, yeah. So then uh, they're like, Oh, we'll let you know so then uh, a month goes by, and then I get an email saying, you, you're you going on to the TV round. Cool. So uh, I remember driving into the city, and I had borrowed... I didn't have a big amp at the time, uh, so I had to borrow my buddy's PV 5150 amp. Okay. Uh, and I just remember uh, getting to the Pantages Playhouse, and I never played a... Place as big as yeah, that, it's right? huge. Yeah. So then uh, I'm wheeling it in, and it's on this big stage, and there's like the pillars of seats and stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember sound checking, and the crew is like, "Oh, that circuit <laughs> is like." Um, so well, because I've probably seen a bunch of people doing like you know some, uh, Mariah Carey songs or whatever, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's a, a little change of pace. <laughs> so then I remember uh, sitting in the green room. And just meeting, like, some of the most talented people I ever, like, I actually, uh, talked to, uh, they were known as Legs at the time, okay. but, uh, Moontan. Oh, right on, yeah. They were there, too? Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, they auditioned, uh, uh, and I talked, to them. they were such nice guys. Were there. they the
0: same kind of thing as they do now, or was it something different? Uh, I didn't get to see
1: them play, I just saw them, uh, I just talked to them, uh, and then I met, uh, Kelly of Devoe. Oh yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, was, He was there too. He's a yeah. super nice guy.
0: Um, the guy's a weird cult following.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love it so much though. He's I can't
0: like, decide whether like I, I I can't decide how serious he is or his fans are. Like it's like a mixture between this. They're in on the joke or he's in on the joke. I don't know. But <laughs> all,
1: all 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 I can say is he was a super nice guy. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, sweetheart of a guy. Very nice. Uh, uh, Sagin's finest, who actually won uh, the Canada's Got uh, Talent. Okay. They uh, they were there in my uh, in like my group. I think they were like split into groups throughout the day. Okay, um, and watching them, they were amazing, very talented, uh, and just like the entire day, I remember thinking like, what what chance do I have? Uh, and then I remember thinking Well it doesn't matter Because if you get on TV Your name's out there Sure yeah And you can use this forever Like it's It's always good Yeah uh, So then I remember Throughout the day You can hear the crowd going crazy And you can hear the buzzer and the, Right And uh, finally it's time For our group to go up, And we were the last group So uh We go up And uh I'm like waiting in the side rafters I see it's just packed Yeah And uh I forget her name. She's like a, it's like a city TV hostess. Okay. Her name's like I think it's, uh, I can't remember her first name. But she did an interview with me. She did an interview with everybody. And then uh, I remember walking out on the stage because they cut for a commercial break or whatever. Uh, and I go turn on my amp, and then I remember looking up at the crowd yeah and then I didn't know I didn't know anybody was there that knew me so that I hear like a, yeah right oh that's cool so I was super nervous when I heard that I was like okay well at least one person knows what I'm about yeah. to do yeah <laughs> so then uh, yeah so then it, when you got Martin Short there was really judges too which is bizarre right that's, oh that was that's like, been surreal yeah when I was a kid I was watching Three Amigos yeah totally dad, totally yeah. Dad, just, yeah just yeah. legendary and like even Stefan Machio, like, he worked with, like, my Cyrus and stuff. Like, just right. really well-respected uh, people in the industry. Uh, so I went out there and did it, and I come across as really confident, but that was probably a blind confidence. Right, right. Um, and I look back at that video now knowing that I could have played way better, but it doesn't matter. Like, I i cracked a funny joke that got martin short yeah yeah which is pretty cool yeah yeah and uh i did my thing and that's i think that's really all anybody can ever do is just go out there and do your thing
0: for sure yeah okay well uh, th- we haven't really talked about your current project yet so maybe we should <laughs> we should go on that no, i mean this, this is. stuff is very interesting especially the, the, that that last bit with the you know the, the reality show but i mean you have a band that you're fronting that you're kind of currently pushing right mm-hmm. trying to get uh, get the name out so when did that start
1: um, well when it was uh when it was Blackhearted it started in two thousand thirteen. Okay. Uh and we kinda played around. Uh we like opened for Sebastian Bach and Pop Evil and we did some oh, yeah. cool shows there. Um but the thing was is like uh we we changed the name and we kind of changed our sound to like more of like a straight ahead rock thing.
0: yeah yeah i certainly wouldn't expect i mean from what i what i've listened to online it's not metal i mean it, it's it, it's yeah it's the straight ahead rock and roll i think is probably the best way to describe it yeah
1: yeah so that's what we're really pushing now is like we uh and our set isn't even totally rock all the way through we got like a we have a ballad in there we, oh, yeah like we'll we'll play anything we're uh we're trying to be as versatile as possible and uh, I think it's really working. Like we got uh, we have a single out now called "Bang," right. uh, which we recorded with uh, Ryan. Like Ryan, our drummer, has uh, set up at his place, oh, there, cool, cool. and we uh, recorded that song there. And uh, we're recording a whole CD now, okay, uh, of our own original music. And uh, it's going really good. We're we're working hard. We're pushing, and I can see it. Uh, building right, yeah. how long has it been under the current name? Like it's pr-
0: pretty recent, right? Like you just yeah, pretty recent. Probably since the end of November. Mm. Yeah, that's very recent. Yeah, yeah. So why did you change it? I mean, what was the reason behind? You know, I mean, obviously your name is now in the name of the band, right? Was that because you've kind of achieved some notoriety and people know who you are? Is that sort of the reason? Or? That,
1: that was some of the reason. Like, um, I, I was doing a lot of stuff stuff outside the band. Like I'd go do an acoustic set or something like right. that. Uh, and then it'd be like... It would be billed as like... Oh, Ronnie Lader did this. But then people don't know that my band was...
0: That
1: right, lit. because the name's not... Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so
1: we decided we are going to switch it. We're going to use uh, my name... Uh, because it has some notoriety. Whatever recognition you can get, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like, I hope that's not like an egotistical... It's just like I'm, I'm always out there doing something... Regardless of what it is. So yeah. if, uh, if people really want to hear my music... They can come... And
0: see me as right. I guess if they're googling you or something, right? It's like, oh, boom! There's the band right there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Makes sense. So when is the uh, when you expecting to have the CD done? Um, Probably summertime is what we're going to aim for. Okay, but we're also full length, or uh, yeah,
1: it's going to be going to be like nine, ten songs. Cool. Um, And we're gonna we're gonna, but like right now we're really pushing live shows too. We're always working on our own our our live show and stuff, and then. uh, that's it's all it's all coming together. I see it like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's it's cool
0: to see it all coming together. Now, right. So. Well, how much um, how much time commitment do you give to that that project? Because you also another band too, right? That mm-hmm. seems to be playing fairly regularly too. So uh, how, how do you divide the time between like, is it One of the main focus, or are they both sort of evenly getting your attention? Uh, they're both
1: evenly getting uh, my attention. Like that's all. Uh, I always say this to be like All I really have or do is, is music This is like all I right. do So uh, I'll, I try to, to do my best to give uh, Attention to both bands uh, With Reckon So we're doing lots of big Lots and lots of big shows yeah. like We uh, won Dolphin Country Fest Yeah, I saw that It's pretty last cool year. Super cool Yeah, it was, it was super cool Just being there Like in the Country Fest Madness Yeah like,
0: it was what a great I've film. never actually That's been to it but it's if I want to see the pictures and stories and stuff, it sounds pretty crazy oh it's, it's yeah. awesome
1: yeah. people just have the time of their lives and, and you get to see like it's cool for me growing up on country like my dad listening to yeah. country uh, getting to see like some of these players and they're still as amazing as oh, they yeah, were for sure. like it's it's very inspiring as a musician, for sure.
0: Well, I guess that gives you opportunity, too, to play, you know, some different genres and different types of audiences too, as well, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's
1: what I love most about having the two projects is, like, uh, with my own band, it's, like, more rock, borderline metal. Right. And then we can do that, and then I can go to Rec and do the
0: southern rock. Right, league. play a country festival or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: it's really sweet, and I notice, uh, like, some people are like, you're going to spread yourself... Uh, too thin. Maybe. Too thin. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get too tired, and it's like no. I, I, I live for this shit. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, if if I had like 12 shows right now, I'd
0: go do them and be happy. Yeah. Just. To... Well, I think that's kind of the mentality you need to to take it somewhere, right? Because I mean, a lot of people are in bands, and it's kind of like, oh, this is my side thing. I do when I have time, which is great too. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, the, I think the desire to want to be playing constantly is probably what makes people be able to do that as a job, right? That's to take it to that level versus just doing it as a hobby. And both are great, but, yeah, there's... that be hungry for it, I guess.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I think... Uh, I always use this term working musician. Like, I think right now uh, where I'm at is I'm, I'm a working musician. Like, uh, there's been uh, many times where music has, has paid paying my rent and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll be eternally That's awesome actually, yeah. Yeah, it's I I I, I it's surreal almost sometimes and I'm eternally grateful because uh, like I've definitely given a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Just like, like everybody has, right? Sure. But, but like it's just it's really cool to see it. Um, I don't know if paying off is the
0: right word, but it's like your your hard work is really it's yeah. Showing what you put into it is coming out of it finally. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. So do you have anything coming up? Uh, any big shows coming up? Or, or with either of the bands? I guess. I mean, I know you have. Uh, you said summer is when the CD is going to be coming out. But mm-hmm. what have you got in the next few months? Uh, March seventeenth, we're at the uh, Dramatic Arts Center with the Love Tongues and uh,
1: Slushhead. And Slushhead's really cool. I like the uh, name. Yeah, it's a great name. And uh, I used to teach at the school of rock in Winnipeg. Hmm. Uh, I was like one of the original teachers when okay. it opened okay. up. And uh, one of my students, Henry. That's his band. Oh, cool! And so they're very young. Like it's a young very, yeah. I think I think I think most of them aren't even eighteen yet. Oh well. Wow. So like this opportunity is really cool to give them a chance to play in front of uh, an audience. Like I know we're going to bring some people up who love music and in, in our like the the local scene. Yeah, they're going to get to see this young band play, and uh, I, I just I love that idea. It's very cool. Like, with this the school of rock is doing such an amazing thing and you see uh, you see these young kids just playing music
0: and it's it's so inspiring it's for like, sure so I'm, I'm stoked on that and that's at the former Ellis theater yeah I haven't been there so have you been there since it was the Ellis theater like have you I, I haven't seen it since I quite ten years now but it was it was great then like it was a cool really cool space then
1: yeah we played there uh, we played there a couple years ago and it was a great place a very great place yeah uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to it. That's going to be a really fun gig. Uh, tickets go on sale. Well, I guess it, 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 the, the show is March 17th. Tickets will be on sale. Uh, and then March 30th, we're playing with Johnny, Two Fingers, and the Deformers. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, that'll be at the Merchant Selker. Cool. And then uh, April 13th, Reckon So is playing um, at Nashville's with Greg Arcade. Cool. And uh, Julie Ferguson. Okay.
0: because right? I, I mean I see that he's done some of your graphic design I recognize the style yeah. and like yeah. you know you played at his festival and stuff that he's been putting on like how did you I mean obviously there's some connections with the country and you know some of the stuff you're saying about so mm-hmm. but how did you first meet that guy uh, first I want to say Greg is like
1: the nicest like for well, sure probably one of the most hardworking guys I've ever seen in my life I've known him for about 10 years he's been like that the whole time so oh it's, yeah. that's awesome yeah. like it, yeah. it really shows with his work ethic and for stuff, sure and his music is so great like Honky Tonk, Gone. Yeah, like, great song, yeah. I blast that song all the time. It's so good. For sure. Um, but, like, it's really cool. I always heard his name uh, around town. And it's, re- it's really f- it's really funny for me. Um, I just want to say something before I go on to yeah. how, how I met Gray. It's really funny for me because uh, over the years, I've got to do all this cool stuff. And uh, I've always been a fan first of music. So, uh, like, to say... To say now that I'm, like, friends with Greg Arcade or, like, that uh, I got to play, like, I had the opportunity to play the MTS Center of the Burton Cummings Theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to say I'm able to be friends with these people and, and do this stuff is nuts for me because I've always been a fan first. So yeah, it's I, cool. I never thought it would be possible. So, that it's it's just, it's cool. So... Um, whenever
0: I can say Grey Arcade is my friend I just smile because that's, it's, it's yeah. cool well the reason, the reason I ask how you met him is because it seems like one of the best things about the local music scene is making connections like that where there's people yeah. who like, it's such a tight knit community and people are always I mean with a few exceptions, sure people are always helping each other out, and then kind of, even if they're different genres of music, or, or different age groups, or whatever, there's definitely a lot of, like, people lifting each other up, and saying, like, hey, you want to get a show, and it's a big artist or something, right, like, yeah, no, bringing little little bands, new bands on their, on their bills, and stuff, it's great, it's really cool, and so. No, it's beautiful, and, like, guys like Greg, uh, how, how I met Greg
1: was, I started going to uh, Wee Johnny's when they had open mic. Oh, yeah, so. those things he did every week, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and uh, Jamie Buckborough would... Right. Uh, would host them and like you said like jamie and greg always like they they were so nice and kind to everybody who come out and they yeah. always helped people and um i met greg first there and i remember uh started becoming friends with him there and then uh just just through uh just through the gradual motion of I was playing playing around and, and yeah. seeing each other and stuff we started to become friends and uh then uh Greg came with us to Country Fest this past year. Okay. And he did uh, the video work. Like he uh, oh,
0: right on. yeah. yeah. film filmed
1: us and stuff and uh, and then we played Howl at the Moon Fest yep. that he throws puts on and yep. Rattlestick music festival there. Right on. And uh, it's just uh it's just been through the through the scene and stuff and I have so much respect for Greg and just everybody in the scene, like it's uh, amazing yeah. yeah
0: it's cool that happens it's, yeah. it's, well, I, I mean I'm assuming like, the same kind of thing happens in other cities but Winnipeg seems very it seems like a particularly close group of people I mean whether it's a guy in a punk band and like a rapper and a guy in a country group they all seem to know each other mm-hmm. and all seem to be whether they like each other's music or not at least supportive of the fact that like oh you're doing something cool I'm gonna get out there and tell people to check it out right so exactly which is kind of what the show is too right it's like the idea is like Hey, people are doing cool stuff. I want to know about it, and I also, if I can tell other people about it at the same time, yeah. while well, I'm, you know, learning about it too, it's it's cool. So, one last thing I want to touch on is you're, you've done a few podcasts yourself. Mm. So, how often have you been doing that? And maybe just what what is just the show you've been doing?
1: Uh, I do I do a thing called the Big Hair Big Licks podcast. It's because I have big '80s type right, hair. Right. Right. Uh, I need the big licks. The big licks. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, but. Uh, <laughs> It's just, uh, it started off kind of like interviewing, uh, interviewing just like really close friends that I knew who were kind of doing some cool stuff in the scene, um, and then, uh, this last episode I interviewed Derek Godfrey from Harlequin, uh, because right. we opened up for them, uh, New Year's Eve. Okay. That's and
0: the same and, uh, guy from Harlequin
1: that you had the story about earlier? Is yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's, it's cool how it comes full yeah, circle, totally, but, yeah. uh. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I plan on doing a few more. Uh, the next podcast I want to do is with this uh, uh, young kid in Selkirk. His name is Ian, uh, I hope I'm saying his uh, name right, Ian Walesiak. Okay. He's 12 years old. This kid is, like, like a phenom. Uh, he plays guitar. He plays piano. Cool. Uh, this kid is Awesome. And I've been very lucky coming up. Like I grew up in Lockport, Sel- Selkirk area. Okay. Uh, I've been very lucky of having the support of my hometown there. Yeah. Uh, and people always building me up and, and sharing my stuff. And I just want—I want to give that back. So I'm going to uh, interview Ian next. Cool. Cool. And, uh, uh, it's just really cool to to hear to step outside the playing music part and, and hear about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the way you. Like, my goal is to be to be a great musician, and hopefully that happens one day. Like, I still have a lot of work to do, but um, I just want to be a good person. I think how you... Forming these friendships and bonds and stuff, like, you... you you work on
0: both things, there, totally, so. totally. That's yeah. cool. One of the things I always like about Selkirk, actually, is that a lot of bands from Selkirk seem to be very vocally from Selkirk, which mm-hmm. I think is cool because I mean it's close enough that it's not. I mean, Winnipeg is right there, you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. but there seems to be like a definite um, like independence, kind of like you no, know, we're from Selkirk, we're not from Winnipeg, right? That's, no, exactly. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And I, I, there's other little small towns too and communities that, like in the vicinity that people are like, no, I'm not from Winnipeg, I'm from from this, yeah, yeah. yeah which I, I always like that because it's like it's, it's very it's making yourself something specific, that's something different to make kinda make you stand out, right? It's like mm-hmm. and Selkirk has a thing now. I mean the merch has shows constantly and there's like a lot of bands that's coming up like the blood shots and stuff, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's it's cool, it's, it's neat to see Oh yeah, it's like
1: the blood shots, those guys are all good friends of mine, they're killing it. Uh there's a new band from Selkirk called November
0: Underground. Okay. Uh keep your eye on them, they're killing it too. Uh and well back yeah. in the day the Farrell Brothers. Yeah, the Farrell Brothers. And they always like, had Selkirk on the shirts, everyone, yeah. you know, and we we're all wearing the shirts too back then, right? And it's like we're from Selkirk. Even though I'm not from Selkirk, I had it on my shirt. So <laughs> yeah, no, did everybody we're like yeah. That's that's
1: so awesome. Yeah. That's there's definitely a, a pride of coming from Selkirk and playing music there. Uh, and it's really funny. Uh, the Farrell Brothers, uh, Sean does all my girlfriend's tattoos. Oh, right on. Uh, so it's it's cool. Like it's I find everything's like six degrees of separation for like, sure for like, sure cool. yeah. those
0: guys are great too that's one of my favorite local bands For sure. like the Farrell Brothers always have been there. They're fantastic
1: oh they're amazing yeah. for sure
0: so if people are hearing you for the first time on the show, what's the best thing for them to do to find out more, where should they go, where should they find your music? Um we have uh, our single Bang. Uh it's available on iTunes,
1: Spotify, uh Apple Music. Just look up uh, Ronnie Ladderbrook and the Electric. Cool. Uh last name is L A D O B R U K. Well it'll be on the title of the episode too. Oh, that's if, right, if people
0: yeah. get figured out they can just like check Just with look game. at the, yeah. that's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh just uh, we have a Facebook page, Ronnie Ladderbrook and the Electric. Uh, I just liked
0: it today. <laughs> yeah, thank, you, thank
1: you very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we have. In, I have Instagram. It's just Ronnie Ladderbrook. I post like whatever on yep. there. But uh, and then we got Twitter. It's ladder at Ladderbrook Music. Which, cool. Uh, yeah, hey, post that yeah, I post Yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, with So, Reconso, there's Reconcile.com. Okay. Uh, then just look up Reckon Soul on Facebook, and we've we've got our album Keep Talking yeah,
0: yeah. on uh, Spotify. And I think I saw that in the store the other day too. And do you give that at Sunrise? Or? Yeah, we do. I saw yeah, it there. Yeah. I was walking by. I was like, Hey, cool! No <laughs> yeah. way! Is yeah. it is it at the one in Polo? Yeah, yeah. No way! That's that's a trip. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into the mall, so I was walking through, and I was like, I always look at the locals Actually, I was curious who's got records in there, and I was like, Oh, hey, cool! You guys were there, so no way. Yeah. That's that was that was a while back. I'm not sure if it's still there. Maybe, but yeah, you, you were there at one point. No, anyways, hopefully, so. it's sold yeah. out. That's yeah, cool. that would be cool. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, people. To hear more episodes of this show, they can go to wishplease.com. Um, there's 70 some by now. Uh, they're all there for free download and streaming. You can go back as far as 2012 if you want to. Um, you can also hear our show on Sunday nights at midnight on UMFM. And those are like older episodes that like, get kind of a second life. So, I mean, what, it's what mid February now we're recording this, early February. It might not air till like July or something on UMFM. But it's cool because, you know, we're talking about your album. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the time this comes on the air, the album's already out. People can just go get it. So oh, that'd be it's, sweet, it's, yeah. it kind of works out well like that. So, so it's really awesome that UMFM kind of took on the show and December to rebroadcast them because it's it opens up to a new audience right so oh that's uh CKUW and UMFM and Best like, stations like, in the city oh, for sure I love them yeah I, lo- I love what they do for local music definitely amazing, definitely yeah, right? and like of course you know we're on all the social media which place is pretty much gonna get you to show for the most part so right on. awesome yeah but yeah um, people should definitely like check out your single and stay tuned for the album and see you with one of your many projects uh, live right on thank you awesome. uh, I just want to say thank
1: you for having me on the show I'm very grateful Cause just because I'm like I said I'm a fan first so, that's cool yeah uh, listening to your, your past shows with all my friends and stuff on them and- yeah uh, it's just, it's so cool to be,
0: be on an episode. So That's thank awesome. you, thank so you. I'm glad you listened to Because <laughs> I never know, right? I mean, I, I see numbers and stuff, but it's, it's nice to hear from people who actually listen to the show, like, for, you know, in person. It's cool. Very oh, cool. yeah. No, it's a, what, what you, what you do is amazing and, awesome. and
1: everybody is really grateful
0: for it. So. Cool. Well, thank you very much. And thanks again for doing the interview. Thank you.